Hello, and welcome to another episode of Nostalgic Mystery Radio. I'm your host, Stevie Kay, and it's my honor to bring you the radio shows of yesteryear. For today's episode, I bring you an absolute personal favorite of mine, Agatha Christie's And Then There Were None, where 10 guests are separately invited to an island by a person none of them knows very well, if at all. This is Agatha Christie's famous detective story without a detective. So sit back and relax, and I hope you enjoy this Nostalgic Mystery Radio. Thank you for listening. Magnificent sandcastle. It's not a sandcastle, Miss Claythorne. It's a fortress. <laughs> it's very impressive. This is the moat, and this is the keep, and these are the soldiers inside. They need a drawbridge. Here, use my bookmark. No, they don't want a drawbridge. Don't be rude, sir. They need to march out to battle, don't they? No, they have to stay inside. Why? They're scared. What of? What are they scared of, Cyril? They're scared of me. Oh, you've ruined it now. It was silly anyway. Little kid stuff. I want to swim out to the rock. I know you do. Can I, Miss Claythorne? No, you're not allowed. I could have done it just now, whilst you were off kissing my stepbrother. It was not kissing Hugo, Mr Hamilton. Don't tell lies. Can I swim out to the rock? Miss Claythorne, can I... And Then There Were None, by Agatha Christie. Adapted for radio by Joy Wilkinson. Evening standard, dancing addicts, then please meet. Evening standard, France declares state of scene. 12.40 to Penzance, now departing from platform 4. Calling at Reading, Taunton, Exeter, Dicklehaven, Plymouth, Lisgard. Captain Philip Lombard, last minute as ever but cool as you like, strolling down platform four. He's caught lions and tigers and men with machetes, so he won't break a sweat for a train. This near the 12 boarded Penzance. Watch and pray, young man. Watch and pray. No time for that, old man. The day of judgment is very close. Uh, close to you, maybe. Excuse me. Watch and pray. In the corner of a first-class smoking carriage, Mr Justice Wargrave, retired, puffs at his cigar and rereads his letter to himself. Dearest Lawrence, years since I heard anything of you. Must come to visit the most enchanting place. 12.40 from Paddington, then a boat over to the island. Yours as ever. In a third-class carriage... Miss Vera Claythorne, ex-governess, dreams. Her letter is in her handbag. Dear Miss Claythorne, I have received your details from the Skilled Woman's Agency. You'll start work on September the 1st. Take the 12.40 from... Hugo, where are you? Are you thinking of me too? Captain Lombard is sitting opposite... He chose his seat for the scenery, mainly Miss Claythorne. About the right age for a man vaguely considering settling down. About the right type. Uh, 
Quite attractive. Bit schoolmistressy, but still. Might get myself a girl like her when I got my money. Captain Lombard hasn't got a letter in his bag, but he has got a gun. Miss Emily Brent, spinster, knitting, sharp elbows in the packed, non-smoking carriage. The letters inside her Bible. I do hope you'll remember me, Miss Brent. We were at the Bellhaven Guest House some years ago. I am starting a guest house of my own on an island. In the last carriage, old General MacArthur, alone, lost in his memories. He's lost the letter too, but he remembers the important bits. One or two of your cronies are coming. Would like to have a talk over old times. Old times. That'd be nice. Got the feeling that fellows were fighting shy of me. Got the feeling a fellow was looking at me queerly, like he knew. Doctor Armstrong, forty-five, keeping a steady speed in his Morris. The essence of respectability. He pootles through the country lanes, from Harley Street to Oak Bridge. Oak Bridge for Sticklehaven for a whacking great fee. I guarantee it's just her nerves. It always is with these rich wives. Boredom, nerves, or the bottle. Get a move on, old man. Tony Marston, over thirty but clinging on to his twenties, <laughs> roaring from Miami and Monte Carlo <sighs> to the south coast of Devon in his super sports Dalmain. Damned young fool. <laughs> <laughs> Hopeless driving in England. It had better be worth it. The best party of my life, Badger promised. Plenty of drinks, plenty of girls, and a special extra something. He knows how I love surprises. And finally, on the slow train from Plymouth, Mr. William Blore, fifty-five, but not so slow. Still handy, still hard at work, locked in the lavatory. So no one can hear him practicing his new part and his accent. Mr. Davis from South Africa. Mr. Davis from South Africa. Natal, since you ask. None of them have been there, as far as I know. He looks in his little notebook, counts them up. Justice Wargrave, Miss Vera Claythorne, Captain Philip Lombard, Miss Emily Brent, General MacArthur, Doctor Armstrong, and Tony Marston. Plus Mr. and Mrs. Rogers already on the island. Oh, and me, or rather, Mr. Davis from South Africa. Two, three, four. That makes ten. Ten little soldier boys. Ah, only one boat. I'm guessing you must be Narakot. That's right, sir. Captain Lombard, you're taking me to the island. I'm taking all of you to the island. All of who? This must be the boatman. Are you going to the island?、Uh, we all are, apparently.、Uh, what's your name?、Oh, Miss Emily Brent. General MacArthur. Nice to meet you, but I was actually asking Miss.、Oh, Vera Claythorn. What's your name?、Oh, excuse me. There's a wasp crawling up your. Oh. <laughs> Hold still. <clears throat> Got away. <coughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> Glad the good book still has its uses.、Yeah, vile creatures. A lot of them about this summer. Must be the heat. There's a squall coming. There can't be. Oh, I can smell it. Is this the boat to the island? 
Mr. Davis from South Africa. How many more of us are there? Well, not many, I trust. That's a very small boat. She'll take eight of you just fine, ma'am. Eight? Two more to come, then. Who have we got here? Uh, this is Miss Claythorne, and I'm Captain Lombard. Uh-huh. Uh, this is Miss Emily Prince, <laughs> General MacArthur, and I'm Lord Justice Walker. Uh, judge. Retired. Got something to hide, Captain? No more than the next man. So it's two more we're waiting on. Just the one now, I'd say, miss. Isn't that Tony Marston? Playboy, you know. Well, not personally. Not yet. This soldier, they said. The girls can't resist a soldier. <laughs> Turns out it's pea-brain pretty boys they all like. Oh, vile creatures. Is this where the party starts? Just waiting for one more. Strange kind of party. Hello there. Who are you? Vera Claythorne. I'm Mrs. Owen's secretary. Mrs. who? This is him. That's Mr. Oh. Owen. Dr. Armstrong, I reckon. Doctor? Armstrong, yes. Um, good to... Well, who are all these... We'd people? best go before the tide turns. On you go! Oh. Oh. Mind how you go, Mr. Claythorne. Thank you very much. <laughs> you, uh... Do you have a business or pleasure, Doctor? Oh, business, I was led to believe. I'm here to work, too. That's what you think, Vera Claythorne. Excuse me, old man. Hey. Best sit down, sir. Hold on to something. Beautiful. Delightful spot. Can be cut off for a week if there's a southeasterly. Catering must be difficult way out here. Well, you'll have to ask him about that. Good afternoon. Oh. My name is Rogers. Would you all come this way, please? Thank you very much. Thank you so much, General. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. Where's Mr. Owen? Mrs. Owen. It was a Miss Oliver who invited me. Is Lady Constance Calmington expected? Lady Scapesby now, but it was definitely a man. Well, Badger invited me. Probably too drunk to meet us. I've never met anyone called Owen in my life. Nor anyone called Badger. Sounds like there's a whole party lodged here already. Maybe they've invited one guest each. Mr. Owen sends his apologies. He's been delayed till tomorrow. But Mrs. Rogers and I have been instructed to give you everything you want. No, he definitely wasn't called Owen. Well, who cares what they're called? With a house like that, they've got to be worth knowing. And uh, this will be your room, Miss Clayton. Thank you. Nice sea view. Yes, thank you. It's lovely with the windows open, the fresh air. And that will be all, Mrs. Rogers. Unless, is there anything I should be doing? Doing? I'm the new secretary, I thought you knew. I don't know anything, miss. Just a list of the guests. Mrs. Owen didn't mention me. I've not met her. We only came here two days ago. Is there another member of staff I could speak to? It's just me and Rogers. I'd better get on. What's this? Where? I've not read it, miss. All the guest rooms have them. Embroidered, framed, more cluttered to dust. It's a nursery rhyme. Ten little soldier boys. Never heard that one. My mother sang it to me. If there's nothing else, miss. Ten little soldier boys went out to dine. One choked his little self and then there were nine. Nine little soldier boys sat up very late. One overslept himself and then there were...
down to the sea. Could listen to it for hours. I hate it. Why come to an island then, Miss Clinton? It's only a temporary position. Excellent port. Is there any more, Rogers? And uh, whiskey and soda? Certainly, sir. Excuse me. Where in South Africa are you from, Mr. Davis? Natal, since you ask. Uh, whereabouts exactly? What do you think of soldier boys, Vera? The ornaments? I don't like them. It's like they were watching me all through dinner. I didn't mean the ornaments. I meant the real soldier boy who was watching you, Captain Lombard. What's that, Martha? Where's that Paul Rogers? Ladies and gentlemen, silence, please. <laughs> you are charged with the following indictments. <laughs> Dr. Edward Armstrong, that on the 14th of March, 1925... You caused the death of Louisa Cleese. Good God. Miss Emily Brent. That on the 5th of November, 1931, you were responsible for the death of Beatrice Taylor. Is this something Mr. William Bloor, that you brought about the death of James Landor on October the 10th, 1928. Miss Vera Claythorne. That on the 11th of June, 1939, you killed Cyril Hamilton, aged eight. (laughs) Captain Philip Lombard. That upon a date in February, 1932, you were guilty of the death of 21 infantrymen under your command. General John MacArthur. That on the 14th of January, 1917, you deliberately sent your wife's lover the young officer, Arthur Richmond, to his death. Mr. Anthony Marston, that upon the 14th day of November last, you were guilty of the murder of the twins, John and Lucy Coombe. Thomas and Ethel Rogers, that on the 6th of May, 1929, you brought about the death of Jennifer Brady, aged 88. Justice Lawrence Wargrave, that upon the 10th day of June 1930, you were guilty of the murder of Edward Seaton. Prisoners at the bar, have you anything to say in your defense? Oh my goodness. Is she all right? Yes. Uh, Mrs. Rogers? Can you hear me? All right, let's get her up. She's passed out. Banged her head as well. Boston, let me get onto the couch. On three. One, two. That's it. Take it through. There we go. It's all right now. No, no, don't try to speak. Just lie Get some still. brandy, Rogers. Yes, sir. Uh, for me, too. <laughs> for everyone. Which of you had the nerve to say those it dreadful things? It wasn't one of us. It wasn't anyone. Look. Ladies and gentlemen, silence, please. Turn it off. It's horrible. Some kind of practical joke. You think it's a joke? Well, what else could it be? At the moment, I'm not prepared to give an opinion. It was the voice, like a judgment. Brandy, Ethel. Uh, just a dab. Who the hell said it going? Yes, I think we must inquire into that. I didn't know what it was. If I had, I would never... I think, Rogers, you had better explain. I was just obeying Mr Owen's orders, sir. Mm. I was to put the record on after dinner. I thought it'd be music. Was there a title on it? Swan song. Slinging accusations. This Owen, whoever he is. Who is 
That is exactly what we must go into very carefully. Rogers, I suggest you put your wife to bed, then come back here. Yeah, I'll give you a hand. Thank you, Doctor. Oh. Yes, I know about you lot, but I could do with a drink. Oh. I'll go and forage. No need. There's a tray of whiskies waiting here. Very efficient, that Rogers. Well, who wants one? I shall have a glass of water. Uh, given her a sedative, she'll be absolute... Ah, oh, what's that? Uh, whiskey? Is there one left for me? Two. I think Rogers should have one. <laughs> Thank you, miss. Now then, Rogers, who is this Mr Owen? We were engaged through an agency last week. Mm-hmm. It was all very fast. When we arrived, everything was ready. Food, drink, our orders. We got a letter yesterday saying he and Mrs Owen were detained. It told me what to do with the gramophone record. The, the letter's here, sir. You can read it. Typewritten from the Ritz Hotel. Coronation machine. Very popular. Hard to trace. You can't be too hard to trace with a name like that. You lick Norman Owen. I'm obliged to you, Mr Marston. You've just highlighted a curious and suggestive point. What point? What's going on here? I think the time has come to pool our information on the owner of this house. We're all his guests... It would be profitable to know how that came about. Mm. I received a letter with a signature that was not very easy to read. Miss Oliver or Ogden. I'm acquainted with both from previous summer holidays. I begin to understand. Miss Claythorne? I came through an agency, like Rogers. Look. Mm. Mr Marston? Got a wire from Badger, an old pal of mine. Told me to roll up here and enjoy myself. I was called in professionally to attend to Mrs. Owen. A colleague recommended me. But you hadn't been in touch with the colleague for a while. Would that be right? I'll tell you what isn't right. Why don't we ask Mr. Davis? One moment, Captain. We must conduct our inquiry in an orderly fashion. General MacArthur. Got a letter. Mentioned some old colleagues. Haven't kept the letter, I'm afraid. Captain Lombard. Same sort of thing. Invitation. Mutual friends. I've torn up the letter. But what about... Mr. Mr. Davis... Just now, we had a disturbing experience. Accusations made against us by name. As Captain Lombard has also noticed, there was no mention of a Mr Davis. Only a William Blore. Might that be your real name? That's right. Uh, You've never set foot in me in a towel. I'm from Hackney, XCID. Now I run a detective agency in Plymouth. I was put on this job. By whom? This man, Owen, sent me a big expenses payment and instructed me to join the house party, posing as a guest... I was told to watch you all. Whatever for? To stop you stealing Mrs. Owen's jewels. What jewels? Exactly. There's no such thing, no such person. Your conclusions are, I think, justified. Ulick, Norman Owen, Una, Nancy Owen in Miss Brent's letter. Every time, the same initials. U.N. Owen. Or by a slight stretch, unknown. This is mad! Oh, yes, Miss Claythorne. I've no doubt we've been invited here by a madman or woman. What about you, Your Honour? You haven't said how you came to be here. Ah, well. Now, my letter purports to be from Lady Constance Culmington. It's the same technique. Whoever enticed us here has taken a great deal of trouble to find out about us. And out of his knowledge, he's made certain accusations. Back of damn lies! We never did anything, neither of us. I wish to say only this. Our unknown friend accuses me of the murder of one Edward Seaton. Seaton came up for trial before me in 1930, charged with murder. He was ably defended and made a good impression on the jury. Nevertheless, he had clearly done it, and I summed up accordingly. He was found guilty, and I passed a sentence of death. 
An appeal was lodged on the grounds of misdirection. It was rejected and Seaton was executed. I only wish to say that my conscience is perfectly clear on the matter. I, I'd like to tell you about that child, Cyril Hamilton. I was his governess. He wasn't allowed to swim out very far, but I got distracted and I... I swam after him, but I couldn't reach him and it wasn't my fault. The coroner exonerated me. His mother was so kind, she didn't blame me. So why should this... Madman, <laughs> my dear. We know none of it's true. So you don't know anything about the accusation made against you? I know it's a damned lie. You never knew any... What was his name? Richmond. I knew him. Sent upon a reconnaissance and he got killed. Happens in wartime. I resent very much the slur on my wife. My Leslie was the best woman in the world. The accusation against me is quite true. What? Go on, Captain Lumber. I was leading a mission out in the bush. It went wrong. I got us away from danger, but that meant we got lost. We had no chance altogether, so a couple of us took what food there was and cleared out. You left your men to starve? Self-preservation's a man's first duty, General. You left them to die? At least you can't call me a liar. And what's that supposed I'm guilty, too. If you want to look at it that way. Ran over a couple of kids. But it was their fault, if anything. Running into the road, not looking. You nearly killed me on the way here, going too fast. (laughs) You think that's fast? It wasn't my fault, Doctor. It was just an accident. (laughs) If I might say a word, sir... Go ahead, Rogers. This Miss Brady, sir, she she was always in poor health. Since before we came to her. There was a storm that night. She was taken ill. I had to go to the doctor on foot, but he was too late. We'd done everything. There was never a word said against us. Not a word. Came into a little something at her death, though, eh? A small legacy in recognition of our devoted service. What about you, Bloor? That Landor case was in all the papers. He was a bank robber. London and commercial. Oh, yes, my colleague tried the case. Landor was convicted on your evidence, was he not? Landor was a crook. Anyone could tell. Everyone was sure he'd walk free. I remember the headlines. Then at the last minute, he got strung up. And you got promoted, Inspector Bloor, if memory serves. So what? I'd done my time as a sergeant. I was just doing my duty. <laughs> well, what law-abiding lot we all are. Apart from me and Master. <laughs> what about you, Dr Armstrong? Done some illegal operations? I haven't a clue what the lunatic is referring to. It's so long since I worked in a hospital. I think you'd recall offing someone, Doctor. Unless something's clouded his memory. What was it, Doc? Uppers? Downers? Just some good old booze? Patients often came to the operating table too late. Then, when they die, the relatives blame the surgeon. Another drink, Doctor? No, thank you. (laughs) I hope you're not expecting me to say anything. I have nothing to say. You reserve your defence, Miss Brent. I have always acted in accordance with the dictates of my conscience. Then our inquiry must rest there. Now, Rogers, who else is on this island beside your wife and us? Nobody, sir, nobody at all. Not yet clear as to the purpose of our unknown host in gathering us here, but I'm quite clear that we should leave as soon as possible tonight. I beg your pardon, sir, but there's no boat. What? There must be. The boatman comes every morning. Bring supplies, takes the orders. Then we must all leave tomorrow morning. Wouldn't we to ferret out the mystery before we go? Could be a thrill. In my time of life, I've no desire for such thrills. The legal life's ruined, you judge. I'm all for crime. Here's to it. 
Ten little soldier boys went out to dine. One choked his little self, and then there were nine. It's all right. He's shamming. He's not quick. I mean, see, what's wrong with him? Is he drunk? He's dead. He can't. She's right, though, isn't she, Doctor? Asphyxiation, some kind of. I knew a man could die like that just of a choking fit. In the midst of life, we are in death. The general's right. A man doesn't just die like that from choking, does he, Doctor? No, no, he doesn't. Was there, was there something in the whiskey? Must be one of the cyanides. Potassium, probably. It was in his glass. Or in the bottle. Check the whiskey. The soda. It was in the glass. There's a faint scent. Well, you can't really put the stuff in the drink himself. He was hardly the suicidal type. What other possibility is there? It's late. I'm going to bed. Yes. We must must all get some sleep. We aren't going to get anything more done tonight. Uh, I haven't cleared up yet. The dining room. Leave it for now. I'll... Just go and get things straight. Doctor, how about you and I move Marston? Where to? His bedroom, yes. That would be for the best. Oh, that was Rogers. Come on. What if... Oh. Wait, is oh, he's, he's down here. Right. Oh, dear. Oh, Rogers. Rogers? Are you all right? <laughs> Sorry, sir, yes. It, it's just, I, I saw... The soldier boys. Did anyone break it? Did you? No, sir. I swear. And then there were nine. What? What does that mean? Nothing. It, it, it's just a rhyme. It's probably nothing. Just an accident. That's what Mr. Marston said before he... I'm going to bed. Yes. Yes, I think I will, too. I shall see you all in the morning. Ready for the boat. No offence, but I suggest we all lock our doors tonight. so close to me tonight I can almost almost Hugo come for a stroll Miss Claythorne Miss Claythorne I want to Hugo but I have to look after Cyril I want to swim out to the rock I love you Vera I'd marry you in a moment if Miss Claythorne I want to swim out to the rock if Cyril hadn't been born, if he'd been a girl, even. But now, my little stepbrother will get everything. Why can't I swim out to the rock? It's not fair. It's just not fair. Luck's luck, I suppose. Cyril's a great kid. It's Claythorne. Why can't I swim out to the rock? It's too far, Cyril. You're too little. Nine little soldier boys sat up very late. One overslept himself, and then there were eight. Doctor! <clears throat> Doctor! What? How did you get in here? Master Key, sorry. It's Mrs. Rogers. Well, what about her? She won't wake up. Oh, dear. Well, is she... I'm sorry. Had any doctor been attending to her? Only you, sir. Mm. 
She's not been to a doctor for years. Doesn't much trust them, if you know what I mean. Not really. Look, I'm not saying I believe that record. It lied about us. It was lying about me. I'm a good doctor. I'd never... Did she take things to make us sleep? Not that I know of. Do you mind if I take a look? She didn't take nothing, sir. Except what you gave her. It couldn't have been that. It couldn't have been. No, sir. Of course not. Morning, Laura. Not especially. Get it off your chest. You might sleep better tonight. I don't know what you think you're getting at, Lombard. The Lando case. Still a little lion court? I nearly killed myself putting that case together. I was complimented on my detective work. I got medals for my bravery. Doesn't mean I'm not guilty. He was guilty. I don't have to defend myself to the likes of you. Easy, Bloor. Nothing to get worked up about if you've got nothing to hide. I'm warning you. Uh, morning, Miss Claythorne. Have we have a Miss Breakfast? We'll have to serve ourselves. Oh, good morning, Mr. Bloor. Miss Brent. Um, is the boat here? Not yet. It's a sleepy place. Things are bound to be late. Not too late, I hope. Weather's not looking good. Why do we have to serve ourselves? Um, Mrs. Rogers must still be unwell, is that? Oh, is that right, Doctor? Yes, Mrs. Rogers is uh, unable to carry out. What's the matter with the woman? Let's get our breakfast before it goes cold. Oh. <laughs> is everyone finished? Thank you. Shall I call Rogers? Uh, not yet. There is some sad news. Mrs. Rogers died in her sleep. What? What's that you say? Mrs. Rogers is dead, General. Well, she can't be. Well, what was the cause of death? Impossible to say. It's all impossible. Two deaths. There'll have to be an autopsy. I certainly couldn't give a certificate. Conscience. What exactly do you mean by that, Miss Brent? The shock of having her wickedness brought home. That's what did it. It's a possible theory. It's an act of God. My dear lady, in my experience of ill-doing, providence leaves the work of conviction and chastisement to us mortals. There are no shortcuts. What did she eat and drink last night? Nothing whatsoever, Rogers says. That doesn't make it so. Mm. So that's your idea, Detective. Well, let's assume that the accusation is true. I've assumed that from the start. They polished off that old lady and have been feeling quite safe and happy about it until this happens. She cracks. What's Rogers going to do? Let her give the game away? No chance. He's got to shut her up. Could it be anything you gave her, Doctor? No, it couldn't. I, I shouldn't have to defend her. No, I only meant it, if she had a bad reaction. Dead, you say? I can't say I'm surprised. <coughs> ah, Rogers. Our deepest condolences. Thank you, sir. Have you all finished? Uh, what time does the boat usually get here? An hour ago. The letter says that if he was ill, he'd send his brother. That might take time to organise. If it's coming. Of course it's not coming. Oh, don't say that, General. Why would you say that? We are not going to leave the island. None of us will. Oh, you seem quite happy about it. I suppose there is a peace in it in coming to the end. That's the beauty of an island. You can't go on. <gasps> Look, the, the... Soldier boys. Have they been like that all the time? Eight. Only eight. Who broke it? Who broke it? Ah, fresh air. That's what you need, my girl. Would you care to join me? Where is there to go? Now, the summit. 
Look for that boat. You don't think the general was right, then? Well, the boatman seemed a dependable sort of person. Unlike the general, whose mind seems prone to fancy. Happens easily as we get older, without the discipline of religion. There seems to be no meaning in any of this. There was a text hung in my nursery as a child. Be sure thy sin will find thee out. But Miss Brent, in that case... Yes, my dear? If it's true about Rogers, what about... What about you? We are all different cases. Captain Lombard admits his guilt. The judge and Mr. Bloor were clearly just doing their duty, as was I. I did not wish to discuss it before the gentleman, but if you must know... If you wish to tell me... Beatrice Taylor was in my service. Not a nice girl. She deceived me for some time, but as I later discovered, she had no morals whatsoever. She was what they call in trouble. It was a great shock to me. What happened? Well, naturally, I did not keep her under my roof. What happened to her? Not content with having one sin on her conscience, she committed a greater sin. She took her own life. How? Well, how did she? She drowned herself. Well, didn't you blame yourself at all? If you hadn't been so hard... Oh, and... If she had behaved like a decent young woman, none of this would have happened. Would it, Miss Claythorne? Lombard, can I speak to you for a minute? What is it, Doctor? Let's walk. Don't want the judge to hear. Now I'm interested. The judge is clever, but he's not a man of action. What action do you think is needed? I asked Rogers what this old lady they looked after had suffered from. It was a cardiac condition in which an attack can be treated. But if the medication was withheld, the consequences could easily be fatal. Must have been tempting. But presumably no one can prove anything. Exactly. I don't... That's why we're here. There are crimes that cannot be brought home to their perpetrators unless someone outside the law punishes them. Think about Mrs. Rogers. The way we've been thinking, either Rogers killed her or she took the easy way out. Oh. I might have believed the latter if it wasn't for Marston. Two suicides in 12 hours is too much to swallow. So what do you think happened? These soldier boys, the letters, the fact that we all... Well, we all could be thought of as having got away with... with murder... Did you get away with it, Doctor? Your mistake on the operator? Uh, that's not what I wanted to talk about. Just listen. This Mr. Unknown could have killed them both. Marston, Mrs. Rogers. So the General's right. The boat's not coming for us. But someone else is. He's made the arrangements carefully enough. He wants this island isolated until... until he's finished. This island's just bare rock. If we search together, we can find him before he causes more trouble. I knew you were the man to talk to. We should rope in Bloor, get it done faster. Mm. Better not tell the women, though, or the general. What do you think about the judge? Old Wargrave's forte is masterly inactivity. We can manage this ourselves. Happy to be roped in, Doctor. Uh, thought you were up to something, but that the captain here mightn't want a copper on board. You're not a copper anymore, Mr. Bloor. You're a killer. Like the rest of us. Take that back, Lombard, or else Take I swear. Take that Lombard's remarks with a pinch of salt, Inspector. Uh, the sooner we get this search finished, the sooner we can get out of here. Shame no one's got a revolver. <laughs> Who says they haven't? What? What? Are you glad you didn't pick that fight with me now? Always carry that gun about with you, Captain. I've been in some tight places. None tighter than this. If there is a lunatic hiding out here, He's probably got a whole arsenal on him. Many lunatics are perfectly unassuming. Look at old MacArthur down there, staring out to sea. 
Is he talking to himself? Uh, I tried talking to him before. He said he hadn't much time left. Didn't want disturbing. You have to wonder how disturbed he really is. You think he sent his wife's lover to his dad? Don't doubt it for a second. Do you? On the basis that the accusation against me was false, and yes, I have to doubt it. Inspector? I testified in court, that's all. No blood on my hands. Can't speak for the rest of you, though. Generals could get away with murder easily. Doctors, too? Oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> Take it with a pinch of salt, Dr. Armstrong. We're going to find our killer now, remember? Now, where do you reckon he's hiding? Well, we could light a bonfire up here. Send a signal. You couldn't see it from the mainland. Well, you can see the smoke. Uh, he's probably put it about no one's to respond to signals. It's just a party or you something. You think they'd believe it? That's more believable than him murdering all his guests. Uh, could anyone have clambered down there? It's pretty sheer. Well, if there's a hole in the cliff... If you get some rope, you can let me down there and I can have a look around. Uh, just to make sure. Uh, Leslie, you've come. It's Vera. Are you all right, General? It's a good place to wait. For the boat? For the relief. You're very young, but it does come. Blessed relief when it's the end. My wife was called Leslie. I loved her very much. I'm sure she loved you, too. She loved Richmond. I sent him out there to die. Serves him right, I thought. But afterwards, it was all different. I don't know if she guessed, but you see, she'd gone so far away from me, I couldn't reach her. And then she died, and I was alone. Like you. I, I'm not. You'll be glad too when the end comes. I don't know what you mean. I know, my dear. I know. Well, you don't. You don't know anything. Leslie, darling, come back. Well, I found oh. this. Don't know if it's long enough, but it should take a man's way. Yeah. Where's Lombard? I've gone to test some theory. Look, Blore, I'm worried. We all are. No, 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 I don't mean... I was thinking of old MacArthur. You think he's unhinged? I'm not a specialist... But if we don't find someone hiding down there, then it could be him. We haven't searched the house properly. Yeah, probably right. Someone must be hiding. Uh, right. Got the road floor. What's this theory you've been testing? Let's just get on with it, eh? Right, grab a hold of this and uh, keep a watch for any sudden strain on the road. Right. right. Uh, Here. There it is. Right. Off I go. Uh, uh, it hardly needs a rope. Climbs like a cat. Well, probably done mountaineering. Seems the type. Funny type altogether. In what way? Oh, did you happen to bring a revolver along with you, Doctor? No, of course not. Why would I? Well, why did Lombard? Nothing down there. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, yes, be the house. Anything downstairs? Nothing. No hidden rooms, cupboards. Same story up here. There's a stairway in here. I've been there. It goes up to the servants' room. Well, no harm in us double-checking. Could be space under the roof for a water tank or... Shh! Listen. Someone's up there. He's in the bedroom, where Mrs Rogers' body is. Best hiding place you could choose. Come on. Quietly. 
Now. Rogers. Sorry. We had someone in here. I was moving my things. If there's no objection, I'll take one of the guest rooms downstairs. Of course. Get on with it. Thank you, sir. He wasn't here when I checked. He moves fast. There's no space under the roof. There's no one else in the house. Just the eight of us. The deaths must have been a coincidence. Yes. Unless... Could it have been a mistake, Doctor? I gave her a mild sedative. I didn't make a mistake, and I certainly didn't do it on purpose. Oh, is that what you said about the other poor patient? <coughs> That's what Bloor says about Landor. He was just doing his job, didn't make a mistake, didn't commit perjury. If you like talking so much, Lombard, how about you tell us precisely what you're doing bringing a revolver on a social <laughs> visit? <laughs> you know what, Bloor? You're not nearly such a fool as you look. Answer my question. I bought it. Because I expected trouble. That's not what you said earlier. I didn't get a letter. <sighs> I was approached by some lawyer. Offered me a lot of money to come here and keep my eyes open. Said I got a reputation for being a good man in a tight spot. What else did he tell you? He shut up like a clam. I didn't like it, but I needed the money. Why didn't you tell us all this last night? How was I supposed to know last night wasn't the trouble that I was supposed to deal with? I decided to lay low. So what's changed? Well... We've searched everywhere and got nowhere. This isn't just another tight spot. That money was just a bit of cheese to get me into this trap. And it is a trap. I'd swear to it. Cold lunch, I'm afraid. Weather's changing. There are white horses on the sea. It worries me a little that the boat's not been. Have we not got enough? Oh, there's plenty of food, sir. Most of it tinned. I will survive. You three have had an active morning. What have you managed to glean? Not a lot, Your Honour. Excuse me. Have you haven't been waiting for me? No. Will you begin, madam, or will you wait? Well, we, we should wait for the general. He's out on the terrace, watching the sea. Seems a little vague. I'll fetch him. You start. Thank you, Doctor. <clears throat> tongue, madam, or ham? Oh, I'll have a bit of tongue, I think. Thank you. Mm. That wind's getting up. The bowman said he could smell a storm. Perhaps that's why he hasn't set out today. Perhaps that's all it is. Armstrong? What is it? General MacArthur's dead. <gasps> Can't be. I was just speaking to him. I was... We need I to was... move him. It's starting to rain. <gasps> right. You got him? No. Just a moment. On three. One, two... Eight little soldier boys travelling in Devon. One said he'd stay there, and then there were seven. What's happening? Well, come and see. Move aside a little, Miss Brent. Uh, perhaps I should take them my umbrella. Too late for that. Only seven of us left. Oh, they'll drop him if they're not careful. Oh, I can't watch. Let me help you, Rogers. I wasn't... I was just looking at... Another soldier boy broken. I don't see when that could have happened. Of course we didn't see. We weren't looking. We must be more vigilant. He's in his room. He was close to the end. We could all tell. He was hit on the back of the head. Quite sure of your facts? I'm quite sure. Well, now we know exactly where we are. Do we? This morning... 
These men searched the island for an unknown murderer, correct? Yes, Your Honour. They had reached the same conclusion I had, that the deaths were not natural, not accidents, nor suicides. They found no one. There is no one. And yet Mr Owen is on the island. He is one of us. I don't believe that. My dear young lady, this is no time for refusing to look facts in the face. We are all in grave danger. There are only seven of us left, one of whom must be a fake little soldier boy. Do I take it you all agree? I suppose I have to. I have a very good idea. Uh, We will come to that presently, Mr Bloor. First of all, do we all agree on the facts? One of us must be possessed by a devil. Captain Lombard? I don't believe in devils, but I believe one of us must be the killer. There's no other explanation, Miss Claythorne. No, I suppose not. Now we must look at the evidence. Mr Bloor, do you have any reason for suspecting someone particular? Lombard's got a revolver. He lied to us last night. I explained. What does that prove? What can anyone prove? We've all only got our work. Not necessarily. Is there anyone whom we can definitely eliminate from suspicion on the evidence we have? I am a well-known professional. The mere idea... I'm a well-known professional, but, my dear sir, that proves less than nothing. Doctors have gone mad before. Judges have gone mad. So have policemen. We can rule out the women. Oh, don't you think women can go mad? No, it hardly seems possible. Doctor, would a woman be capable of striking the blow that killed MacArthur? Perfectly capable. And the other two were drugged? Favourite method of the female killer, although the record alleged that Miss Claythorne favours drowning and Miss Brent was... Well, we still don't know her method of choice. I think you're mad. I'm not accusing you, Miss Claythorne. Miss Brent understands that we're all equally under suspicion. The notion that I should take the life of a fellow creature, let alone three, is absurd. But I appreciate that we are all strangers. I don't see Rogers dealing out crazy justice, starting with his wife for a crime they've both committed. Their crime is just hearsay. It may be made up so that Rogers should appear to be in the same position as ourselves. Any one of us could have done it. We must focus on the facts. Who had the opportunity? As regards Mrs Rogers, her husband or the doctor could have done it as easy as winking. I object. Your indignation is natural, doctor, but the facts have to be faced. You could have done it. But who else had the chance? Can any of us really be eliminated? I was nowhere near her. You can all swear to that. Anyone could have gone into her room last night while Rogers was busy down here. Is it the same for the general? Everyone had an opportunity? We three were together all morning. You went back for the rope. You Ah. went off to check something out. To see if it was possible to heliograph the mainland. You were left on your own, Doctor. Miss Claythorne and I were together for most of the morning. But not all of it. I saw Miss Claythorne with the General, most likely thinking she was unobserved. I didn't. You you must have seen that I... I I I drifted off after a while. I really couldn't say what you did, my dear. Rogers was on his own most of the time. Seemed like he was up to something. Then I reiterate my positive belief that of the seven persons in this house, one is a dangerous criminal. We cannot know who it is. All we can do is be on our guard. Mm. We must suspect each and every one amongst us. Take no risks and be alert to danger. Oh, that is all. The court will now adjourn. You're about to smash another soldier boy, Vera. I thought if I kept watch on them, nothing else bad could happen. I shouldn't think it'll be that easy. I hardly know what's real anymore. You've got to keep your guard up. Be a proper little soldier boy. If... If it is one of us, who do you think it is? Well, accepting you and I. I'll take that as a compliment. You've admitted you don't think human life is sacred. Somehow that makes me trust you more. You seem pretty sane to me. Thank you. But I guess... I'd have to say a war grave. It scares me. 
playing God for years must go to a man's head. He might go one step further, from judge to executioner. I thought it might be Dr. Armstrong. I'd put him last of all. Two of the deaths have been poisons. He went down to fetch a general. He could say the body's been there for an hour, and who's to contradict him? Not only sane, but sharp as well. We've got to get out of here. I do not profess to be a prophet, but it's unlikely a boat could reach us even if they knew our plight. And in the meantime, we'll be murdered in our beds. I intend to take every precaution against that happening. What can we do, sooner or later? We can do several things, I think. But we don't even know who. Do you know? As regards evidence, I admit I have none. But it appears to me that one person is clearly indicated. I don't understand. Where is Miss Brent? Well, you don't think she's... Or that she's in danger? I just feel better knowing where people are. Good evening, Judge. Doctor, is dinner ready yet? Would anyone mind if I close the curtains? No. No. Excuse me, but does anyone know what's become of the bathroom curtain? The bathroom curtain? It's gone, sir. Or was it there this morning? Oh, most definitely, sir. I never even noticed one. What kind of curtain was it? Scarlet oil slick, sir. Well, at least you can't kill someone with an oil slick curtain. Oh, I'm going to bed. Yeah. I'll go too. I need hardly advise you to lock your doors. And put a chair under the handle. There are ways of turning locks from the outside. You know all the tricks, Bro. There are still seven soldier boys on the table. No more tricks tonight. May we all meet safely in the morning. Mm. Open up. What's happened? Nothing. That's just it. I've just woken up myself and it's gone 9.30. What are you talking about? Shouldn't someone have called us by now? Rogers? He's not in his room. The fires aren't lit. Where shall I get my clothes on? See if the others know anything. His bed's been slept in and the razor's wet. So he definitely got up. He must have gone out. Any news? No son of Rogers or Miss Brent. Miss Brent's missing too. Perhaps they're together. I hope so. Alive or dead, though. The rain stopped, but the sea is as high as ever. I shouldn't think any boat could put out today. Been wandering the island alone, Miss Brent? I kept an extremely sharp lookout, Mr Bloor. Hmm. Seen Rogers on your travel? No, why? Seems he laid the table for breakfast, so he can't have been gone very long. He could have done that last night. I'm sure he's perfectly fine. Perhaps we should look for him. I think we should. There are only six soldier boys left. Seven little soldier boys chopping up sticks. One chopped himself in halves, and then there were six. Don't look. Take her outside, Bloor. Get the doctor. It's pretty obvious what killed him. I'm not interested in what. I want to know who. <laughs> the killer had the axe, crept up behind Rogers in the shed, cracked his skull in two. Would it have taken great force? Well, a woman could have done it, if that's what you mean. Where are the women? In the kitchen, making breakfast. The girl could have done it easily. Miss Brent looks fragile, but the insane have unexpected strength. No fingerprints. Handle wiped clean. Here is coming. How are you feeling now, Miss Claythorne? Do they keep bees on this island? I'm sorry? Do they? Do they, do they, do they keep bees on this island? Bees, hi- hives, bees. 
Haven't you all read that idiotic rhyme? It's, it's the next verse. <laughs> so funny. It's me. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. I'm, I'm all right now. I'm... Oh, why don't you go back to Miss Brent? Yes. Yes. Um, can you... Can you bring some sticks to light the fire? Of course. Thank you. You dealt with that well, Doctor. We can't cope with hysteria on top of everything else. She's not a hysterical type. She's had a shock. We all have. One of us hasn't. Indeed. I've been thinking. These religious spinsters. Plenty go wrong in the head and think they're God's instrument. The way old Brent sits there reading that Bible... It's hardly proof. She was out there alone. So she says... Rogers could have been killed hours before that. The murderer would take good care to be tucked up snoring. If she were innocent, she'd be too scared to go wandering by herself. She'd only risk it if she had nothing to fear. Good work, ladies. Under the circumstances. Six of us left. I told you, Miss Claythorne, best to put it out of your mind. We're in God's hands now. I must respectfully disagree. If we're to survive, then we need to discuss the situation. Um, well, shall we say half an hour's time in the drawing room? Oh, yeah, very well. Yes. I'll clear away and wash up. We'll bring the stuff through for you. Oh, that's all right. We could. Oh, oh dear. What is it, Miss Brent? Well, I just... Uh, I, I feel a little faint. Oh, a delayed shock. I can give you something... No, no, no. Just as you please, Miss Brent. I'll just um, sit here and read my Bible... Till it wears off. I'll sit with you. I'd, I'd feel safer alone. Are you afraid? The Lord is mindful of his own. Oh, let's take our own things through. Help Miss Claythorne. I, I'll be all right in no time. Yes. Thank you. Yes. yes, I'll be all right alone. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor the arrow that flieth at nor the arrow that flieth by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor, nor the plague that destroys at midday. Ah, there you are. Now I've got you, you vile creature. Ha! <gasps> Six little soldier boys playing with a hive. A bumblebee stung one, and then there were five. Lombard. Where's everyone else? Who cares? Unless you want to bump them off. What do you think about my theory, Miss Brent? Uh, not a lot, but I'm glad you don't still suspect me. The revolver was a bit too obvious. I hope you feel the same about me. I don't think you've got the imagination for a crime like this. Thank you, I think. Just between us, Blore. You did get that man hanged, didn't you? The Landor case. For the last time, I'm telling you... You might as well confess. We'll probably be stiffs before nightfall. Did you lie about the evidence? Only enough to get him convicted. Life sentence, I expected. I couldn't have known they'd hang him. That was your bad luck. You mean his? Oh, I mean yours. It's brought you here. And your lack of imagination is going to make you a sitting target. Mr Owen will run rings around you. And what about you? Oh, I've got a pretty good imagination... I reckon I'll get out of this one alive. She must still be in the dining room. Shall I go and fetch her? Before you go, I don't think we need look any further for the author of these deaths. Miss Brent? 
What's her motive? Religious mania. She was very odd in the kitchen. Her eyes... You can't judge her by that. We're all a bit off our heads now. She was the only one who kept quiet after the accusations were made. She told me afterwards. But she still wasn't moved. Heart like flint. We should go and see her. Mm. What action are we going to take? It's still only a suspicion. We must observe her carefully. Come along. Ah. Perhaps we should leave her sleeping. She's not sleeping. The soldier boys. The bees. Didn't I tell you? Sit down, Miss Claythorne, and have a drink of water. No. She wouldn't have anything from you. Much good it's done her. One more of us acquitted. Too late. That's the mark of a hypodermic syringe. There's a bee. Look. On the windowsill. Dead. A human hand held the syringe. What poison was injected, Doctor? Same as with Marston, I guess. Cyanide. But that bee can't be a coincidence. A bumblebee stung one, and then there were five. It's our murderer's touch of colour, trying to send us all mad. We still have our reasoning powers. Did anyone bring a syringe to this house? I always have one in my bag. Would you care to make sure it's still there? Give me a minute. I think we'll come with you, if you don't mind, Doctor. Someone must have taken it. What drugs do you have in your possession? No cyanide. Just the usual. Aspirin and sleeping pills. Mm, I have some sleeping tablets myself. Lombard, you have a revolver. What if I have? Uh, I propose that any drugs or weapons be collected and put in a safe place along with the master key to the rooms. Then we each submit to a search. I'm not giving up my revolver. You're a powerful young man. But between Bloor, Armstrong, Miss Claythorne and myself, the odds will be against you should you choose to resist. Not if I resist with my revolver. He hasn't got it on him. It's in the drawer by his bed. Then let us get it before he has a chance to... The drawer's empty. Where have you hidden it now? Nowhere. It was there. You must have taken it. It must be found. If it really is lost. Someone's stolen it. When we were searching for Rogers or after. How did you know where it was, Bloor? It's my job to know these things. Then tell me who's stolen it. If it wasn't you. We'll never find it. If the killer is so clever, they will have hidden it well. She's right. There's nothing we can do except wait. If we built a bonfire... In this weather? It's only a question of time. The weather will clear, then we can light fires. Make a raft. We don't have time. There's only five of us left. We'll all be dead soon. Not if we're careful. We must all be careful. I'll make us some tea. No, you don't. I think, my dear, we would prefer to watch you make it. Ah, there's whiskey here. Hasn't been opened. I'll have that instead. Judge? Why not? I'll stick with the tea. I assume you'd like to pour your own? No harm in being careful, Miss Claythorne. We must all be very careful. Uh, It's getting dark already. Put the lights on, Paul. Right. They must have shorted. Well, someone's been tampering with it. The engine's not been run today. Rogers would normally have done it. We could try and get it going. You've got to come on for an hour. I'm not going out in this. We could all sit in the dark. No. I, I saw a packet of candles in one of these cupboards. You better use those. Yeah, much better. Another tea, Mr. Bloom? No. No, thank you. I'll have another whiskey. Uh, easy, Doctor. Remember what the judge said. 
You've got to be careful. I've got to be drunk. Mm. Can I take a candle? I'm going to my room. On my own. I can't kill anyone mm. on my own. No, but perhaps you feel safer. I've got a raging headache and I want to be on my own just for five minutes. As long as we all stay here, no harm can come to her. She could be setting something up for later. So put that whiskey down and be on your guard, Dr Armstrong. I'd marry you in a moment. Why can't you swim to the island? It's not fair. Help! This place on! I didn't do it. It was an accident. It was... Get on me! Get on me, Sarah! Vera! Get him off me! Who? What's all this? Seaweed. It's just seaweed, Vera, hanging from the ceiling. You're all right. It felt like hands. Wet hands around my neck, I thought. Here, have a sip of this. No. It was fine. I saw him pour it. What were you doing watching? I don't trust either of you. Good for you, Vera. Still got your wits about you. Do you want us to open a fresh bottle? I just have water. Well, there's one murder that hasn't gone to plan. What plan? How can you kill someone with seaweed? Oh, she nearly died of fright. Oh. We hadn't come when we did. Where's the judge? I thought he came up with us. Oh. Well, you were at the back, Doctor. Didn't you see him? <gasps> I thought he was following. Uh, assumed he'd be slower. We'd better look for him. Together. He probably stayed put. He's an old man. He'd be safe on his own. Vera wasn't. The candles are out. Why would he blow the candles out? Go carefully. Stay close. Justice Warcrave? Are you in here? Vera? Shine the candle over. There. Stand back. Let me examine him. What have they done to him? He looks just like a judge. Now we know what happened to the scarlet coat. That's a grey wool from Miss Brent's knitting. Bullet hole. Right in the forehead. So we know what happened to my revolver too. But they didn't leave it at the scene. Would have killed him instantly. Before he even stood up. No more pronouncing for Mr Justice Wargrave. This morning you said he was the one. Apparently I was wrong. Let's get him to his room. Five little soldier boys going in for law. One got in chancery and then there were four. What's for dinner, Vera? I'm going to open the tin in front of you. <clears throat> Only four of us now. We must be very careful. Didn't do the judge much good. How can it have happened? I can't begin to understand. A double cross. The stuff was planted in your room to distract us. We dash up and in the confusion in the dark... Well, one of us caught him off guard. I didn't put the seaweed there. I didn't hear the shot. Miss Claythorne was screaming. The wind was howling. We were running, shouting. Could easily have got lost in all that. So, now there are four of us. I know who I think it is. I haven't the least doubt. I suppose I do know, really. I've got a pretty good idea. So you think. I can't do this any longer. I've got to sleep. Might as well. As long as we all do. Lock our doors all at once. I doubt any of us will really sleep. I wonder where that revolver is now. Oh. Suppose we'll find out, won't we? Sooner or later. 
You're all right till the morning. Nothing can happen. You're locked in. No one can come near you. You can stay in here safe. No one can touch you. Miss Claythorne, why can't I swim out to the rock? I can. I know I can. Of course you can, Cyril. I know you can. Really? Can I really? The thing is, Cyril, my mother gets so nervous, but we'll show her. You could swim out to the rock and I'll talk to her, distract her so she won't notice. And then when she looks for you, you'll be standing on the rock waving to her. Won't that be a surprise? Thank you, Miss Claythorne. Vera. Hugo, is that you? There's a hook on the ceiling, Vera. What? Up there, where the seaweed was hanging. <sighs> Tell me you love me, Hugo. A hook on the ceiling. Look. Vera. What is it? Don't open your door. What's going on? Bloor's heard someone moving around downstairs. Armstrong's not in his room. I knew it was him. We're going to find him. Well, let me come. No, you're safer in there. Whatever you do, don't open the door to Armstrong. If he says I've been killed or Bloor's been killed, don't trust him. Only open the door if both Bloor and I speak to you. Have you got that? I'm not a complete fool. Good girl. Ready, Bloor? Did you tell her? Let's go. Be very careful. He's got the revolver. That's where you're wrong. Where did you find that? It's back in my drawer. Found it when I went to bed. I don't expect you to believe me, but it's true. You could have had it all along. You could... The front door's open. I heard him go out. I told you. Quietly now. Who could be watching? Four little soldier boys going out to sea. A red herring swallowed one, and then there were three. Look at it, Vera. Up there on the ceiling. Tell me you love me. What does it make you think of? Tell me why you left me. What does it make you want to do? I have to get out of here. I thought I told you to stay in your room. I did. I heard you coming back. Where's Mr. Bloor? Glad to hear you care, Miss Claythorne. I'm glad to see you're still in one piece. Did you find Dr. Armstrong? He's vanished. We've chased everywhere, inside and out. He has to be hiding somewhere. There's nowhere to hide on this island. You must have doubled back to him. Well, not unless you let him in your room. You could be working together. We could be dead. There are only three soldier boys on the table. Oh. Don't suppose you've been downstairs, Miss Claythorne? Of course I haven't. Well, let's go down now. Come on, my little soldier boys. The rain stopped. We can take my shaving mirror, try to heliograph. We'll be gone by the evening. The sea's still high. There won't be a boat near the island before tomorrow. I can't stand another night. We'll be all right. You might be. Meaning? We'd better come to a clear understanding, Captain. What's happened to Armstrong? Only three soldier boys left. My bet is he's dead. Then where's his body? <laughs> Don't ask me. He might have been thrown into the sea. By whom? You? Me? Miss Claythorne? I wouldn't. It wouldn't be the first person you'd drown. How can no. you? You don't even know me. You don't let him get to you, Vera. It's all part of his plan. Playing with us. It was him who supposedly heard Armstrong get up and go out. He came to my door, I came to yours. When did either of us have the time to kill the doctor and sling him into the sea? I know only one thing, Lombard. Oh, what's that? The revolver. Have you found it? He had it all along. What? I found it in my drawer. No one's more stunned than me. 
Honestly, Vera. Why on earth would Armstrong or anyone else give you your gun back? That's why you should see I'm not lying. Why wouldn't I come up with a better lie? If you're speaking the truth, there's only one thing to be done. As long as you have that gun, Miss Claythorne and I are at your mercy. The only fair thing is to lock it away. Not likely. Then we can only come to one conclusion. Conclude what you like, but then you tell me why I didn't just kill you 20 times over. I could have done that. Both of you. Because that's not your star, not your plan. Miss Claythorne, we have to take steps. I think you're both behaving like a pair of idiots. What? What is it, Vera? Your plan, he said. But you've forgotten the plan, the rhyme. Four little soldier boys going out to sea. A red herring swallowed one. A red herring. Armstrong's not dead. He smashed a soldier to make us think he was, but he's still here somewhere laughing at us. She might be right. We searched the place. We searched for the revolver. You believe me? I know I'm right. Rather giving himself away, saying it was a red herring, why would he do that? He's mad. Dressing up the judge, the dead bee. It's like some horrible child playing a game. What's What's the next bit of the rhyme? Three little soldier boys walking in the zoo. Well, there's no zoo on the island. He'll have a bit of trouble making that fit. Oh, don't you see? It's us. We're the zoo. We're hardly human anymore. Someone will have to see that. When they signal back. They might, given time. You want me to take over, Bloor? No one's seen it. Apart from Armstrong, maybe. You're safer out here. Let's not go back to the house. It's not a bad idea. No one can get us here without giving us plenty of warning. We have to go back for the night. I can't. You'll be safe enough. Locked in your room. No. No, I'm not going back. That's what he wants us to do. We've got to go back for some lunch. It's gone too. I don't want to eat anything. You've got to keep your strength up, Miss Claythorne. People can last for days without eating. I can't. Well, you go then. We'll stay here. Oh, go on. I don't think he'll shoot me as soon as your back's turned, if that's what you're worried about. We agreed not to separate. You're the one who wants to go back into the lion's den. I'll come with you if you prefer. No, thank you. You can stay right here. (laughs) So you're still afraid of me? We know it's Armstrong. Still, it'd be much easier if you just... Uh, Lend you my revolver. Uh, I'm sorry, Blore. If you're going to go, go as you are. Right, then. I won't be long. Feeding time at the zoo. What? Uh, Do you want to try heliographing? I don't know how. Here, I'll show you. Like this? Like this. Should we have gone with him? Oh, he wouldn't have gone if he were really scared. You think it's him? I still think it's Armstrong. Bloor's bigger than Armstrong. And Armstrong's definitely not in the house anyway. I know he isn't. Uh, slowly. You're not catching the sunlight. Like this? Good girl. If it's not Armstrong, what other solution is there? Well, that's Bloor. We only have his word for it that he saw a man going outside. Could all be a lie. He could have got rid of Armstrong long before. How? I don't know. I don't know anything about the man. Remember, he was lying from the start. Checking us all out on the train. This this ex-policeman story could be another lie, a double bluff. He could be anyone. He could have done any one of those crimes. He could kill us both. I can take care of us. Where's your revolver? Close to hand. See? Can I take it out? <laughs> Just concentrate on the mirror, Miss Claythorne. Don't you trust me? I trust you. It's very touching, this faith you have in me, Vera. Are you quite sure I wouldn't shoot you? You've got to trust someone, or else you... What? What is it, Vera? I think you're wrong about Bloor. 
I still think it's Armstrong. I can feel him all the time out here watching. It must be him watching and, and waiting. That's not Armstrong. That's your conscience. No. No, that's got nothing to do with it. You did drown that kid, didn't you? Didn't you, Vera? Come on. You gotta trust someone. You've got no right to ask me. You you don't know anything. I have anything. every right, my good girl. Why did you do it? Must have been a man in it somewhere. Was that it? There was a man. That's all I wanted to know. Put that mirror down. No one can see. Out. Come on. No! No, I'm not going! Wait here then. Wait for me! Three little soldier boys walking in the zoo. A big bear hugged one, and then there were two. Stop. You don't want to see this, trust me. Is it Armstrong? It's Bloor. Someone dropped a rock from the window above. God. Whose window is that? It's mine. So Bloor's proven innocent, too. Another animal gone from the zoo. I suppose we should move him somewhere. Inside. No. We've got to go in, Vera. That's where Armstrong is. No. You know we're next. We have to take him on. If you didn't find him last night, you won't find him now. I was right before. Listen to me. Well, what should we do with Bloor? We cover him up. And let's go back to the cliff. Stay there all night if we have to. We'll be safe. Just the two of us. Three little soldier boys walking in the zoo. A big bear hugged one, and then there were two. Two little soldier boys. Don't you know any other songs? My head's empty. I can't think. Look, why don't you get some sleep? I'll keep a lookout. I can't trust you that much. You look so tired. You look... What? Go to sleep. This could be my last night alive on this earth. I don't want to sleep. I want to. What? Come here. Keep me warm. <sighs> what? Don't stop. I want to run down to the beach. To the sea. That will wake me up. Vera, don't be... Wait for me! Come on! <laughs> gotcha. Hugo! What? Who's Hugo? This is beautiful. The moonlight on the water. We used to go for walks at night by the sea. I never wanted to go home. Wait. What's that? By the rock. Anything. Ah, further to the right. It looks. Looks like someone's clothes. Just driftwood. No, it's not. It's Armstrong. So that's it, Vera. And then there were two. And we know who we are, finally. How did you do it? <laughs> Killing Bloor. When did you? Stop from your window. There's plenty of chance to set it up. How did you do it, Captain Lombard? This is the end. 
You understand? I understand. Only the truth now. Poor Dr. Armstrong. Very impressive. Haven't you any pity? Not for you. I hope you're not expecting any. We should move him. Oh, he could stay right where he is. Trot him out of reach of the sea at least if you have any humanity left. You take. Okay. Three. One. Two. Three. Right. Satisfied? Yes, thank you. Now, please put your hands up. What? Don't come any closer, or else. When did you take that? When do you think? When we came a little closer. You little. Self preservation is a man's first duty. And a woman's. I've never done anything to you. And you never would? Never. You know it. Vera, just give me the... <laughs> Two little soldier boys sitting in the sun. One got frizzled up. And then there was one. Sarah? I was waving from the rock. Did you see? Did you see me go? Yes. Yes, I saw you. Can we go home now, Miss Claythorne? I'm tired. So am I. This way. This way. This way, Miss Claythorne. Wait. There's something I've got to do. The soldier boys. That's better. One little soldier boy. Left all alone. How does it go? How does it end, Cyril? Uh, I know. He got married. And then there were none. This way. Where's Hugo? He's waiting for you. Upstairs in your room. Hugo? Miss Claythorne. You? Hugo could not be here, but he sends his love in the form of a noose and a chair. Climb up there, try it on. You're dead. Oh, not yet, my dear. Very soon, my doctors tell me, hence my eagerness to accomplish something of worth before I go. Something of... I don't understand. I, I don't... No one will understand. That's the only disappointing aspect of the whole plan. But perhaps you can give me a little satisfaction before you die. You did it. You killed everyone, but you're a judge. Don't you think you should be held to account? I don't understand. I've always wanted to commit a murder. But I've been unfairly restrained by my sense of justice, my belief that the innocent must not suffer. Then a chance remark gave me the idea. One of my doctors mentioned a patient of his, an old lady who died of a heart condition. It was his belief that her servants had withheld treatment leading to her death, but he couldn't prove anything. He wondered how often that happened. Murders that the law was unable to touch. I began to wonder too. I began to collect my murderers, my victims, 
My ten little soldier boys. How could you know? How did you know Hugo about... Hugo Hamilton told me. The poor man was consoling himself with drink when I met him. It wasn't helping. When did you meet him? Where? He told me he still loved you. But not as much as he loved his little stepbrother. How could a woman do that, he asked. <laughs> I had no answer. Except to invite you along. And that's no more help to Hugo than the bottle was. But it makes me feel better. How did he know? He knew as soon as he looked at you. So did I when the gramophone played. I knew I had found my last little soldier boy. The worst. A woman who would kill the child she was meant to be looking after. Not the worst. No, I, I, I'm not. Marston killed two children. Shocking, but pure stupid recklessness. That's why he went first. You each had degrees of guilt. Those with the least went first, most painlessly. Mrs Rogers was easily led by her husband. I let her off with a very light sentence. General MacArthur hardly knew what hit him either. The old fool had suffered enough. I made sure Rogers felt more pain, just as his victim had when he held back her medication. You hacked him to pieces. It was over quite quickly. My bed was still warm when I got back. And then we had Miss Brent, who truly seemed to believe she had done no wrong. It wasn't for you to judge her. You're not God. Don't you look around the world today and wonder if there really is a God, Miss Claythorne? I look at you and I have to wonder. If Miss Brent was correct in her beliefs, then she'll be burning in hell anyhow. I let her off with fifth position. The rest of you, the most guilty, you all had to suffer. And you, my dear, must suffer the most. <laughs> I'm not... I'm not Lombard left his men to die. On the spur of the moment. But your crime was cold, premeditated, planned. So was your crime. The coldest of them all. Edward Seaton deserved to hang. I had no qualms about influencing the jury and only ranked myself fourth in terms of guilt. I broke the law a little, but for a noble cause. Oh, you're so noble. Dr Armstrong thought I was when I confided in him. He was very understanding. And I was equally sympathetic when he then confided in me. With that bond between us, it was quite easy to convince him to help fake my murder. No one else looked. We trusted him. What did I tell you? Trust nobody. The wound was just a spot of red mud. <laughs> we planned that once I was safely dead, I could hide until night time and we would catch the killer. But no one caught the doctor as he fell from the cliff. Why should they? No one had saved his patient when he turned up to the operating table, drunk. His crime was far worse than mine, though not quite so abhorrent as your own. No! Yours is. It, it isn't just Seaton. It's all of this. This is planned, premeditated, worse than anyone's. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, Miss Claythorne. Objection was sustained. I am the worst, which is why I'll let you go first. Climb up onto the chair. There's a good girl. A good girl with a gun. That wasn't part of your plan, was it? Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes, I hid it in a tin of tongue right at the bottom of the pile. I returned it to Lombard so that one of you could do my work for me. It was a risk. Which one would survive? But I was certain it would be you. A daring, 
resourceful young woman, more than a match for the captain, but like myself, at the mercy of your own imagination. You're picturing it now, aren't you? Hmm? Plotting, premeditating, my murder, your escape. It's not always wrong to kill someone. It's not. Anyone in my position would do the same. They might try, but imagination is not quite enough. There are no more bullets in the gun. I took them out. It's no more use to you now than a toy. <laughs> ah, good girl. There, there, my dear. You can't escape anyway. Even if you could leave the island, you'd never really get away. You'll never get Hugo back. He said he still loves me. Hugo is dead. He hanged himself in his hotel room. No! A fresh start, was it, you were wanting here? A new beginning? It's never going to happen, Miss Claythorne. You might as well set yourself free now. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. There must be something. <laughs> I'll do to bring them back? No. But you can join them. Confess. Climb onto the chair. Let justice be done. It's the only way. I'm sorry. Hugo's waiting. I'm sorry, Hugo. Can I swim out to the rock, Miss Claythorne? Cyril, I'm sorry. I'm so... Can I? Can I? Can I? Can I? Yes. Yes, you can. soldier boy left all alone he went and hanged himself and then there were none except for me and I'm already gone Agatha Christie's And Then There Were None was adapted for radio by Joy Wilkinson. Mr Justice Wargrave was played by Geoffrey Whitehead. Vera Claythorne by Lindsay Marshall. Captain Lombard by Alex Wyndham. And Emily Brent by Joanna Munro. Dr Armstrong was played by Sean Baker. Anthony Marston by Lloyd Thomas. Mr Bloor by Sam Dale. And General MacArthur by John Rowe. Cyril was played by Harry Child. Mr. Rogers by Wayne Foskett, Mrs. Rogers by Sally Oruk, Hugo by Henry DeVas, Narakot by Adil Akhtar, and the voice of the gramophone was Jude Akwudike. The director was Mary Peet. Mystery Radio presentation. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please feel free to like and rate this podcast on your favorite app. 
Also, there's a Nostalgic Mystery Radio YouTube page for your perusal to subscribe to. You can contact me by emailing me at nostalgicmysteryradio at gmail.com. I hope you have a blessed day or evening. And again, thank you for listening.